This is Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International, as well as Eagles Saving Nations. Go to my website, worldministries.org. Join Eagles Saving Nations. We have to have a great awakening. Today, we are in our studio. We're always here in our chapel studio where we do Bible courses as well as our service every week for the staff and their families. I have with me Sharon Dodge. She's a Jewish lady, and she was in Jerusalem when the war broke out. So we're going to get to her in a moment. Jerusalem, the Bible talks about it being a burdensome stone. The problem has always been Jerusalem. Jerusalem is the problem today. You can go back and ask previous world empires, such as the Babylonians, Persians, Greeks, Romans, Crusaders, Turks, British Empire. Each has attempted to hold and control Jerusalem. Each of them have given up in frustration. Only when Jerusalem has been in the Jewish hands has there been peace. I want to make a note till you realize Jerusalem is called the city of righteousness. Isaiah 126. Ariel, the fireplace of God. Isaiah 29, 1. God's furnace is in Jerusalem, Isaiah 31.9. Jerusalem is a holy city, Isaiah 52.1, Nehemiah 11.1. Jerusalem is the throne of the Lord, Jeremiah 3.17. Jerusalem is a cup of poison, Zechariah 12.2. And Jerusalem is a burdensome stone, Zechariah 12.3. 2 Chronicles 6.6 6 and 33.4 says, The signature of God is on Jerusalem. So God himself has special interest in Jerusalem because he's placed his own signature on that city. The signature of God signifies his nature, his character, his personality, covenant, and in a sense who God is. Whoever comes against Jerusalem comes against his holy name, his nature and character. All eyes are on Jerusalem. That's what the Bible says. When the Lord returns, all eyes have been on Jerusalem throughout history. A special city, a city by God himself. Now, Sharon, you were in Jerusalem. When did you arrive there? Oh, a couple <laughs> weeks before the war. The war, everybody knows in the world, October 7th. 2023. Right. And you were there. Yes. Where were you at the time? I was at the uh, Abraham Hostel in City Center at Davidka Square. And uh, first thing I heard was a siren. I hadn't heard the explosions yet. And uh, I thought, hmm, you know, there's always sirens there. The police are always going around that area. And they have their sirens going quite a bit. And I thought, that doesn't sound like the normal police siren. And that took me back to my childhood. That's a siren I heard when, during the Second World War. Wow. And uh, I was only about five or six years old when that broke out. And uh, we had sirens that we had to run home real quick if we were out playing or wherever we were at, get to a shelter. And we'd run home, shut the curtains, turn the lights off, hide either under the couch or the bed for safety. Wow. And so they brought back memories. Well, you are a believer in the Messiah, uh, Jesus, and, and you know eschatology, and uh, you know before he 
returns to rule and reign, we're going to see war again. Yes, definitely. And this war going on, Israel, Hamas, could certainly has the potential of drawing in many nations. Yes. Many nations right now are heavily involved, at least as observers and making comments already, even the United Nations. So I'll tell you what, uh, all eyes are on Jerusalem. Now, over what area was the rockets fired? It was first fired over, it's called Serdot, which was a small village just about, oh, just maybe five miles above Gaza, if that. And then uh, Ashkelon. And I found verses in the Bible in the book of Amos I'd like to share. And he said, so I will send fire of war, conquest, and destruction upon the house of Haziel, who killed and succeeded King Ben-Hadad, which shall devour the place, palaces and strongholds of Ben-Hadad. I will break also the bar of the gate of Damascus, cut off the inhabitants from the plain of Aven and on. And him who holds the scepter from Beth-Eden and the people of Syria, conquered by the Assyrians, shall go to exile, to Kir, says the Lord. Thus says the Lord, for three transgressions of the Philistine Gaza, said for four, that is, for the multiple delinquents, I will not reverse the punishment of it or revoke my sword, my word concerning it, because as slave traders, they carried away captive the whole Jewish population of defenseless Judean border villages. And those are the border villages. And they did capture some of them, and they took them. I heard they had released uh, one a woman and her daughter today that had uh, uh, Israeli and American citizenship. They're scared of us, and I'm glad of it. <laughs> Which none was spared, none left behind, and delivered up them to Edom slave trade. So I will send a fire on the wall of Gaza which shall devour its strongholds. I will cut off the inhabitants from Ashdod, which is just above Ashkelon, and him who holds the scepter from Ashkelon. I will turn my head against Ekron and the rest of the Philistines. Gath and the towns depend, dependent on these four cities shall perish, says the Lord. Thus says the Lord that for three transgressions of Tyre and the and for four, that is, for multiplied delinquencies, I will not receive the punishment of it nor revoke my word concerning it, because they, as my middlemen, delivered up the whole Jewish population to Edom, did not seriously remember their brotherly covenant. This is what's happening today. It's according to God's word. And these cities are getting, well, Sardot was a sad one because that was closest. And they shot rockets into there. Then they came in on foot and kidnapped a lot of the people there and took them to, and I've been to Serdot and I've seen the shells from the war of uh, 2014 the, on the police station. They shot all the policemen when they came in there and took over the police station. You know, I've been to Serdot six to 10 times. Mm -hmm. You know, one mile from the Gaza and, and that kibbutz. I've been all through that kibbutz twice. The president of the World Jewish Congress is my fair, my friend, Shai Hermish. Mm -hmm. He lived there. Mm -hmm. I still haven't been able to reach him. Wow. But they've gone in there. They've shot. They've killed. They've taken captive. They've beheaded babies. Yeah, it's a, certainly a dangerous situation. Now, those people, 
It's been dangerous all along. They know they're putting their life in jeopardy living in those places. That's right. But yet they, they believe in what the Bible says. It's their land and they're going to live there. Now, much more land is there, the West Bank and other parts of Israel that should be Israel. And so I'll tell you what, before it over, the Bible says they're going to get it all back. That's what God says. Amen. They're going to get it all back. You know, I remember uh, Sharon, when I was there, there were bomb shelters everywhere, even in the parks where children played. That's you know, right. they, they were painted to look like animals and things like that, very nice. But when they heard the siren, they had 15 seconds to get in a bomb shelter. And so the people were really suffering stress and we actually went in there to help them with their teeth mm -hmm. because uh, they looked like they were in a war zone. Yeah. Sharon? When I was in Serdot, they didn't have uh, bomb shelters on every corner, but now they do. Yeah. All over the city. Oh, well, it's not really a city. <laughs> it's a village. <laughs> and uh, these uh, cabooses are on the, almost on the Gaza border. That's right. On the uh, west, uh, east side. The statistics that I have here that I got from King of Kings, which is a church I attend uh, over there, which is just across the Jaffa Street from where I was staying. Uh, the first day, there was four, 40 plus babies beheaded. And what would a baby do to hurt them? Of course, they grow up. 6,000 plus rockets were fired that day. 3,600 plus Israelis injured. 1,400 uh, were killed, and they were shot. There was people laying out on the roads going to different places, and there's just a body here and there all over. They just go in there and shoot them. There's 60-plus King of Kings family members fighting in that war. Several women were raped and paraded along with the streets, with the children in the streets of Gaza. And it was just sick. Over 200 families captive, hostages, babies up to 85 years of age. Why? I was there on the 50th anniversary of the Yom Kippur War. And that's what started it. They were going to get back. They had spent years preparing for that. And so that's why they had so many rockets. And guess who? The ones that sponsored the money for it. Us. It was given to Iran, and Iran gave it to Hamas. And it's very sad. Being in a terrorist group, they don't stop their destruction. They had been planning this for many years. That's why they had been stockpiling rockets from iron bought with our own money that Biden gave them. I heard that the first sirens and blasts about 8 a.m. Shabbat morning, and soon got a call from the friends church that it was closed and we won't be going to church that day because the rockets were coming in to uh, southwest Jerusalem because that's Gaza's in that direction and uh, the Iron Dome thank God for the Iron Dome which I call the hand of God it went up there and, and uh, I could hear the explosions as it got them none of them got into Jerusalem because of the hand of God and I think that was very special praise the Lord the explosions were the Iron Dome intercepting them as they came from the southwest up toward Jerusalem. Serdot was hit and families were taken as hostages. Six to eight policemen were shot and Hamas took over their police station. 
I have been there years earlier and saw the shells of dozens of rockets from 2014 war behind the police station. Uh, this terrorist group will stop at nothing to get what they want. We had seven to nine air raids that day, the first day. I slept through one in the afternoon because I was on the second floor and you go, had to go to the basement. I got tired of running down the stairs, up and down, up and down. And so I slept through the last one about three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> and I thought, oh, well, God's got everything in control and in his hands. I'm going to rest. <laughs> So anyway, three flights of stairs to bomb shelter in the basement. Then it was quiet because they were coming up the coast to Ashkelon and Ashdod. Uh, we have, I have a friend here in Stanwood that lives, has a home in Ashkelon. And they were concerned about their home because they live there and they live here six months out of the year. Uh, they even got rockets up as far as Tel Aviv. And that was shocking because they'd never gone beyond uh, Ashkelon before, and uh, they had doubled their power, I guess, and they were getting more rockets and things from uh, Iran. That and uh, Tel Aviv is actually past Ben Gurion, the airport, and they were the airport was one of their next targets, as well as Jerusalem. And fortunately, I had booked on El Al from New York to Tel Aviv, and then from Tel Aviv to uh, Los Angeles, 15 hours of flying nonstop, coming one way. <laughs> That's hard on the knees. <laughs> and so, so anyway, many of my friends there at the, at the I was going to say kibbutz, but it's kind of like one in a way, except it's not a farm. At the Abraham Hostel, there were several people I'd made good friends with that were believers. In fact, most believers go there. And uh, she couldn't get home. She was supposed to go home on, on a Monday and couldn't get out till, till uh, Saturday. Wow. And El Al was, because no other airplanes were allowed in the airspace, El Al was flying a lot of the people to another country where they could catch a flight home. And so they were busy. But what I felt when I heard that the pilots of El Al were also IDF jet pilots, and I felt we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so we flew out of there at one o'clock in the morning and uh, flew straight up north over Norway and Iceland and back down through Montana to uh, California. <laughs> anyway, um, let's see, I did get some shopping done. Uh, you know, everything shut down then, except the market, the uh, Makne Yehuda or the um, Shuk, we call it, the market. The big market covers the whole block, I think, or more. Uh, I did get up there and get about, oh, several pounds of spices, <laughs> different spices, because I wanted to have it last for a year or so and give some to my son-in-law who loves to cook and my son himself. And uh, so they were happy to get those. But then I got to Ben Yehuda Street. I had to do some shopping there and get some things from the pharmacy. I did get in to see Danny at Danny Boy's shop across Ben Yehuda, and uh, I, I took my husband in there and introduced him, because I told him before when I was there, my husband's name is Daniel, and he's my Danny. And so we went in there, and I introduced my husband to him in uh, 2019, spring. I found a verse I liked, too, that I felt went along with this, and that was, um, I will gather all nations and will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat. There will I deal with and execute judgment upon them for their treatment of my people and of scattered 
my, and my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered amongst the nations and because they've divided my land. You know, you don't divide God's land. He has said that in, in uh, several places in the Word of God. And he says, do not divide my land. Well, what did our president do? He went over there and says, I think the solution is dividing the land and having two states. And that's, that's a no-no. Mm -hmm. You just don't do that because God punishes and he punishes. He doesn't stop until he gets what he wants and what's right for the people. And as we brought out, Sharon, it's God's. And God's signature is on Jerusalem. Exactly. Biden and nobody else has the authority to divide God's land. That's right, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, we many of us gathered in the lounge that first day at that night, and several had been to the Shook and bought food because they only f provide breakfast. Okay. It's like a B&B. &B. So they cooked up their food, and we put it out family style, and everybody shared in everybody's. And it was, it was, and then we had prayer. We prayed for Jerusalem. We prayed for Israel. We prayed for the families that were captive and prayed for the families that had lost loved ones because there had been 14,000 or 1,400 killed that first day. It was just traumatic for everyone. And some of the people there, and then the families started coming into the hostel to get away from that area and have a place to stay because it wasn't safe where they were at. They took over 200 hostages. Yes. And again, over 40 babies beheaded, beheaded. And as you said, two American Jews were released, but what I understood and read is, is Biden uh, gave them $100 million. It it's, hasn't gone through Congress yet, but that's what he's got. That's what he promised. And so, I mean, are you going to start paying for hostages? Very dangerous precedent. It is. He's been dangerous since he was first in there. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah, totally. And my teacher, I called him to see how he was doing in the family, because they're in the southwest part, in the Pat neighborhood, right by Talpio. And the rockets were coming closer to them than, than other places in the city. So he says, he, he sounded a little scared. And uh, he's a high school teacher as well, as a, uh, a Hebrew teacher. Okay. And uh, he, was, he has five children. Uh, from 15 down to, well, every two years from there. And so they, they were really worried about their children, of course. And I had been over there a few nights before, uh, and then he came and got me for his, to go to his mother-in-law's for, uh, for Shabbat dinner. And the whole family was there, so I loved it. And had all those kids, there was nine kids involved. And so... They're a beautiful family, and, there's, and it's it, Jerusalem and, well, Israel is full of beautiful families. Yes. I've been to uh, Samaria, I've been to uh, Judea, and I've been to several, well, I've been from, uh, from uh, uh, up north, what's that called up there? You're talking about the Golden, Golden Heights? Yeah, I've been from the Golden Heights down to uh, uh, Elot. Yep. So I've been all up and down the east side. And then when we came down from Golan Heights, we went cross-country over to Caesarea. And uh, I was on a tour at that time. That was the first time I went. And I had a cousin that was a teacher over there. Uh, I mean, a pastor. He was youth pastor first, and then he was assistant pastor of King of Kings. 
and uh, the uh, he, and when he was youth pastor, he took all the youth during the war of 2014, and they took their snacks and their chairs, went over and sat on a mountaintop and watched the fireworks. <laughs> That's that was the year before I first went, and they were shooting rockets at. Uh, Serdot and, and Ashkelon then. And then when I went over there, uh, they were telling me about it and the kids loved him. He was about six foot eight or nine and they, he was like their Nephilim, I guess. And so anyway, um, he loved those kids, but he kept them safe. He made sure that uh, it was okay. And they prayed much about it before they went. So. Uh, just a lot of things has happened over the years. And then the next year I went, they decided to go back home. Uh, to, to, and they have a church now in the south somewhere. Uh, my, my Torah teacher, Peter, from Lake Stevens, happened to be over there at the same time. So we had Zoom classes from the Abraham Hostel. He was staying at other places, another place. And uh, it was very hard because it... The first time we had it, we ended up in my room and had it because it was quiet. The second time, we decided not to do it that way and uh, had it uh, down in the uh, lounge where they have their meals and everything else. And it was started out really good because the fellow sitting at the end of the table was signing. He wasn't talking. He was using sign language. Uh, to somebody on the computer. And then another fella came. I thought, uh oh, here's <laughs> the noise is going to start. He was also signing. So we had two quiet people there so we could go ahead because we were, we could see our students and the students could see us. And so then we told him what had been happening because that was the day after the first, uh, no, it was the week after the second Sunday that of the war and so then uh, it was just a, a combination of things then I then a whole bunch of people came and I said oh, oh here's the talkers and we, it was <laughs> very hard to hear the people on the on his uh, tablet that were here at home uh, let's see let me ask you what is Zaka and what is their mission Zaka is amazing they're, they're uh, ultra-Orthodox volunteers, most of them are. There's a few that aren't. Um, they're people who recover the remains of those who have been killed out in the field, on the war field. And they, ha ha they, because of the Jewish tradition, you have to gather all of the person that you can before they have the funeral and the burial, the blood and everything. So they had uh, towels that they'd soak up that person's blood and then get all the body parts. And the worst part for them was the children and the babies. They cried. <laughs> they went out and, and once they got everything picked up and cleaned up, they had to be strong during that time. But once they got done, these big men going out there and just weeping. And one was a mayor of a, of a little village. And he was, they were just heartbroken because it's such a horrible thing. Hamas is just evil. It's, it's a Satan incarnate. And it's just really a terrible situation uh, to be in there. But, but God's still in control. We keep telling ourselves that. And we keep telling each other that. And no matter what happens, he's still in control. And there's a reason for everything. You know, 
Hamas, a proxy from Iran, and uh, uh, their charter, which I'm sure you know, Sharon, and our president, Biden, should know, their charter is not for peace, it's to annihilate the Jews, wipe them off every inch of the land. It's not a two-state solution, it's to wipe them out. That's right. That's Hamas. And how did all this start? With Ishmael and Jacob. And it all started back because Sarah, uh, Abraham wanted a child and Sarah couldn't have a child at that time. And so she said, go to my handmaiden, Hagar. And so Hagar had Ishmael. And then Ishmael was kicked out, so to speak, of the, Sarah didn't want him there anymore because Hagar was making fun of her. And uh, he was the firstborn of Abraham. And then uh, she had Jacob, and, uh, Sarah had Jacob, and he was born, I think, I think uh, Ishmael was almost a teenager by then. And so anyway, Jacob, Jacob got the blessing from Abraham. And, and Ishmael felt he should have had it because he was the firstborn. But God didn't plan it that way. So, and later on, Jacob's name got changed to Israel. And so this is why all this is happening is because Ishmael wants the heritage. And he believed it was his, and that's his land, and he should have gotten all that instead of Jacob. And that's what started this whole mess. Well, not really, it went back to Adam and Eve, but... <laughs> yeah, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's right. And then Jacob had 12 sons, the 12 tribes of Israel. And because his name was Israel, that's why it's the 12 tribes of Israel. And they named their new land that, that God gave them. But it was still God's land to do what he wanted with. And so we're, we're really um, in a time and the end times when all this is gonna be settled. You know what I found interesting? The Palestinian flag. Um, it's the same colors as uh, the war horses in the book of Revelation. That's the right. white horse, uh, the red horse, the black horse, and the pale green horse. Yes. That's the Palestinian flag. That's right. Ezekiel 38 and 39 talks about how they're going to see Israel and, and, and they're going to, we're talking about an invasion and talks about uh, the city without walls and coming and taking prey and captives. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, we're getting closer and closer to uh, war. Yes. That the whole world is going to witness. I believe it. World war. And uh, I'll tell you what, we're getting closer and closer to the return of Jesus Christ. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening, watching the warning program. Sharon Dodge is my special guest uh, today. Uh, we're right here in our chapel at World Ministries International. It's during our service. Uh, we have a live audience, including children. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, whether this leads into that war, the Bible says, I'll tell you what, uh, either way, it's coming. It's coming. All eyes are on Jerusalem. They're going to be on Jerusalem, and they're going to see the return of Jesus Christ when he defeats the armies of the world that tried to come against his people. And you and I, if you believe in the Messiah, are part of his people. May God richly bless you.